Well, welcome everybody. Um, if it's your first time with us, my name is, uh, is as has been said, is Tony. Uh, I hate these things. I cannot stand. It's like you've got an ice cream for 20 minutes. Um, I would much prefer the mics because I like to do this and that with my hands. So uh, if I end up stopping, don't, uh, don't worry about it. But it's a, a, a warm welcome. It's good to see you all. And actually, I've spotted a few people this morning who I didn't know were coming. And uh, she's not going to she's not going to um, like me for it. But actually, my cousin is in the house this morning. Her niece, <laughs> sorry, and my niece, my cousin, my niece, and her husband are in the house this morning. So that'll go down at a Christmas family meal, well, won't it? Um, <laughs> welcome, good to see you. I didn't know they were coming, so it's a joy to see them. Um, Laura, where's Laura? There's Laura, and it's great to see Laura this morning back in the house and, and anybody else who I may have missed out, uh, good to see you. I don't know what your week's been like this week, I don't know if it's been a good week, a peaceful week, mine's been a strange week to be honest with you. Um, I've had uh, my grandchildren and my, my uh, daughter up from Devon for the week and uh, my grandson is a bundle of energy, he's, uh, he's up at half past six in the morning, he doesn't go to bed till half past ten at night time. And, uh, and he's just worn us all out, basically. And originally, they were going to go home tomorrow morning. And I thought, great, I can just have a nice lie-in tomorrow afternoon. And this morning, they've told us they're going back at 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. So, uh, so we've got another day, but, uh, but praise God. And, um, and I, I've also, I've lost my tooth. I've got a false tooth. And unless, I don't know whether I should smile, but if I smile, you'll see. Yeah, now... Now, for most of you, you won't worry about that kind of thing, but, but for me, it's, it's kind of, it's been there for, you know, three or four years, and it dropped out this week when you, you're busy on your desk and you're working away, and all of a sudden you go, kitching and this tooth comes out. So I'm hoping the dentist will go and put it back in on Tuesday for me. Now, most of you will know that I've got a lisp, and it's even worse when my tooth is missing, because I whistle through my tooth. So I hope, I hope you, uh, you, you, you can understand me well this morning. Now... We're in the season, of course, uh, with a theme at the moment, peace in our time, peace in our time. And um, my subject this morning is keys to eternal peace, keys to eternal peace. And um, actually, I, I find this subject quite difficult at the moment because I'm going through something in my life with one of my family members who's, who hasn't got peace, who is actually anxious and he's going through a very tough time. And um, that might be you this morning. You may be the opposite to peace. He's, he's being anxious and uh, being fraught and being worried, etc., um, etc. Et and things like that can be, it's, a, it's an illness, and it be, can be quite debilitating. And um, so I've kind of got some experience, um, even in the last couple of months, about this. The... English dictionary defines peace like this. Natural peace is calm, quietness, absence of anxiety, freedom from war, harmony between people. That's what the dictionary defines peace as. But that, my friends, is what I call natural peace. 
And the reason I call it natural peace is because it's temporary. It's unreliable. It's untrustworthy. Why do I say that? Because what happens is you will go through seasons in your life of being at peace, I suppose, of being everything in your world is going well, nothing's going wrong, and life is going along tickety-boo. And then all of a sudden, something will happen in your world. And we've seen this throughout history. If you look back throughout history, you had peace, and then bang, you had the First World War. And then there was more peace, and bang, you had the Second World War. And in November this year, we will be um, commemorating 100 years, I think it's 100 years, uh, since the end of the war. And this is all to do with natural peace. Because natural peace is something that only happens for a short period of time. It doesn't last. Because somewhere along the line, somebody will do something which will bring calamity, which will speak to your world of being... Uh, of being down, of being dismayed, uh, it could be anything, and all of a sudden your peace that you, were, you thought you were in has gone. And so it could be for a number of reasons, something happens, you might lose your job. It could be that you lose a loved one. It could be that there are family squabbles. Family squabbles, nothing worse than family squabbles. There might be an injustice that you see in your world. You might have run into financial difficulties. You may have relationship or or marriage problems. You may have a a, a habit, whether it's drugs or whether it's pornography or whatever, whatever it is, it may be that all of a sudden, this temptation comes and you give in to that temptation and things start to happen and that peace that you had for that short season, it dissipates. It may be that you're having to deal with somebody who has mental health issues and I know a number of people in our midst that have to deal with that day in, day out. And I can't say that I'm an experienced uh, uh, person in dealing with that. I did visit somebody for a number of years in Winnick Park and it's very difficult to comprehend and to get your head round what that person is feeling like and what they are going through because you're not in that position. And so the list goes on. Happy, bang. Happy, bang. So your world comes crashing down and that natural peace that you had cannot cope with what you've got to go through. And we've all been there. But here's the good news. You don't have to live with that natural peace because God gives Supernatural peace. Supernatural peace. And this supernatural peace, there are three keys, I I believe. I'm going to focus on one and I'll mention the other two, but there are three keys. There are many others, but there are three keys to eternal peace that I want to just uh, bring to your attention today and hope that it sits in your spirit and hope it helps somebody in here this morning. 
Because, you know, the world is not at peace. Far from it. The world that we live in is an evil world. It's a world full of self. It's a world full of I am. It's a world full of I, 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 I. So when does this supernatural peace come? Well, my experience with supernatural peace comes when you are born again of the Holy Spirit. It comes when you become a new creation. That's my understanding of when you experience supernatural peace. And that's the first key, is to be born again. Jesus said, you must be born again to Nicodemus. You must be born again. I was reading yesterday, and I shared this with Io, um, that when Jesus was speaking about the vine and the branches, he said to his disciples, you can do nothing without me. You can do nothing without me. Get that into your spirit this morning, folks. Because if you think you can do anything without Jesus, you are sadly mistaken. And the devil has got you thinking that way and you need to cut it off at his source right now. Because you cannot do anything without Jesus Christ. Let's have our first scripture up. And we're not, we're not using many scriptures this morning. Welcome. Come in, folks. Bless you. Good to see you. We're going to read, uh, if you have your Bibles with you, we're just going to read from John, John's Gospel, chapter 14, 25 to 27. Most of you will know this. Most of you will have heard this before. And so John chapter 14 25 to 27, this is Jesus speaking. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And so Jesus, here's Jesus. He knows where he's going. He's going to the cross. He knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows he's going to be pierced for yours and mine transgressions. He knows that his time has come. And yet in the time before that, he says to his disciples, my peace I leave with you. He's given him something. He's saying to them, look, you don't have to do it on your own. I'm going to leave you something which will help you against the schemes of the, the roaring devil. I'm going to give you something. And you'll not need anything else because this that I'm going to give you is all that you will need. He says, I'm going to leave you my peace. And so he's left us his peace. And that peace is available. It's available for every single man, woman, and child. It's available. He's left it. He sat at the right hand of the Father now, but he says, church, I've left it for you. It's there. 
You can have it. And then when we, we give our lives to Christ and we know that we're sinners for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the Bible tells us. What happens then when we're born again is that he rips out through his Holy Spirit. He rips out the rubbish in us, the sins in us, the stains in us. He rips it out inside. Not outside, this is inside. From the top to the bottom. Everything that's dark, everything that's, that's of the enemy, everything that we've done in the past, he rips it out. And he delves right down, right down to the bottom of your soul. And at the bottom of your soul before, it used to be that it was an aching soul. It used to be that it was a soul that was darkened and it was ruled by sin and by the prince of this world. And in a twinkling of an eye, he delves right down and he rips it out and he replaces it with his peace. It's an exchange. It's an exchange. There's an exchange taking place if you want it. That exchange is darkness for light. And I've known, let me tell you folks, I've known the aching of a sinful soul. Oh, I've known the aching of a sinful soul. I've known nights of crying out to God. I've known days, weeks, months, until God's timing came along, which was perfect. And I've been aching my soul and desiring to be set free from my sins, from my infirmities, from the things in this world which have become attractive to me and are still attractive unless you submit them to Jesus Christ. He says, Jesus says, I do not give to you as the world gives. What am I and what are you church receiving from the world? What is it from the world? My friends, this week I've had my grandson and as he goes and plays outside and he has his guns and he starts shooting and this is every time this week I've gone outside and he starts shooting and then he starts talking about gremlins and shooting the gremlins. And my heart is sad. My heart is aching for him. I'm not his son. And yet I see every day when I FaceTime them that he's sat there while the father's on the Xbox. What is my grandson growing up with? And then last night, this week has been not a peaceful week. This week has been a hectic week. I tried to snatch five minutes here with God. Five minutes there with God. At quarter past nine last night, I went to my bedroom. I shut the door. And I started praying. And 30 seconds later, my grandson comes in. Oh, Lord. No. He says, Gaga. He calls me Gaga. What are you doing, Gaga? I said, I'm praying, grandson. I'm praying. 
because he's receiving the darkness at home and all I can do is try and intercede with the light. I continue to pray for him. What are we receiving? And that's, that, by the way, if you have children in, the, in your house, if you have young adults in, 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 your, in your world, this is serious stuff. You watch what they are watching. Because what you watch or what they watch is what they will become. If you're not careful. The world will offer you sin's pleasures. Are you and I enjoying sin's pleasures at the expense of eternal peace? It says in Scripture, do not conform to the standards of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you say to me, Tony, how do I do that? How do I do that? I just can't do it. Yes, you can. It's the enemy that's saying you can't. But yes, you can. And actually, it's dead simple. It's that simple. Tonight we're going to learn some more keys of how we do it every day. And I don't want to get into Fat Mon's preach for this evening. I'm talking about eternal peace. But don't conform to the standards of this world. I.e. don't do what the world does and tells you to do. Do what the word of God tells you to do. In Hebrews 4. Verse 12, it says this, The word of God is active and alive, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart. You see, when you have that experience of being born again, the Holy Spirit comes in and it penetrates every single part of you. And what happens is, you then have this peace. And this peace is permanent peace. And it sits in the soul. And what happens is, when you have this peace, which is a permanent peace, it means that whatever the world throws at you between now and eternity, whatever it is, you have this joy, you have this love, you have this peace which is able to glorify God in the good, the bad and the ugly. And I'm ugly with my tooth missing. It changes your world. It takes away our hard hearts. It smashes our sins and darkness to smithereens, and it ushers in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm going to mention a few old hymns this morning. So for some of the elder generation within, within us, you might like this. My favorite hymn of all time has probably become our anthem for our church just recently. When peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my lot he has taught me to say it is well it is well with my soul whatever 
my loves. When peace like a river, the Holy Spirit is like a river. It flows and it never stops. It never stops and it never gives up and it never ever loses. And it flows in us, through us, out of us. And you know what? There's more than just peace that you can get from the Holy Spirit. That's just one of them. That's just one of them. What about the rest of them? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. But guys, if you don't have the first two, you won't get the third. You can't have peace without love and joy. You've got to know God's love to know his joy that wells up within you to have his peace that resides in you. You see, the peace that I was talking about when I first started chatting this morning is temporary because it depends upon man. And Jesus knows what's in man. It depends upon man and on man's decisions and on man's wisdom. You see, this, this supernatural peace is all from God. It's all from God. And the decisions that are made are made through the power and the wisdom and the discernment of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Now, have you ever, I guess, in your life said to yourselves, oh, I, I, there's a situation and I just can't seem to find peace for it. You know, something's going on in my world and I'm okay, I'm okay that I've got this peace. We know we've got this, 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 this peace which is permanent that Christ gave to me when we became born again. But there's a situation in the rose and I just can't find this peace over something. I don't know if you've ever, ever experienced that. Well, this week... Me and Jeff and Pastor Tina were asked to go and visit uh, a friend of Jeff's who wants us to go to his house. And he wants us to go to his house because there were some, how can we put it, Jeff? What would you say? Strange going on, strange goings on in this house. So what do I mean by strange goings on? Well, for instance, the chappy there had boiled the kettle twice and when he boiled the kettle, it was stone cold. His wife, who has motor neurone disease and is permanently bedridden, was in bed one particular day and she felt somebody push her. Push. He lifted the mattress up and she fell out of bed. Now, that itself isn't possible for her because she can't move. She's bedridden. And there are other things, strange things going on in this house. And so the chap had asked, uh, well, he'd asked Jeff, and Jeff asked me and Pastor Tina to go and pray. This isn't a Christian, by the way. It's somebody who knows Jeff, has seen the light of life in Jeff, and has asked three of us to go and pray. So we went and prayed, didn't we? 
we went and prayed on Tuesday evening. And what we did is we prayed in each room. And we used the Bible, standing on the Word of God. And we prayed in each room that the enemy would flee and fly away in the name of Jesus and that peace would reside in each of those rooms. And when we came away, actually, I did find out one thing that I really did need to pray about. Jeff told me later, it was a pity he told me later, there was a Manchester United shirt in the locker room. And really, if he'd have told me, I would have come against that with full, full blast and full vigour. But he only told me after, he's just like Jeff, that. And so, we came away, but Jeff said something as we came away. He said, oh, he said, oh, he said, this, is, this, this peace has just come. I just know this peace, didn't you, Jeff? I know this peace. And as we were riding back in the car to Pastor Tina's house, Jeff and Pastor Tina were talking, and all of a sudden, this tremendous peace came over my heart. And then there was a, an incident, some of you may know this, an incident um, about, uh, well, I say about 20 years ago, it was the millennium 2000, some of you will know this. And me and my wife and uh, my youngest daughter um, were going across to the Isle of Man uh, to celebrate the millennium uh, celebrations with her sister who lives on the Isle of Man. And we got a plane from Liverpool Airport, and for those of you who know, you get a plane from Liverpool Airport, you go across to the island, it's about a 25-minute hop, skip and a jump. So basically, as soon as you're up, you're pretty much down. And as we were flying across, as we reached, I suppose, the, the height that the, the plane, the altitude, should say, that the plane was going to fly at, all of a sudden, there was this humongous bang it felt like it felt like that the engine had blown and it was only one of these small planes it wasn't a big plane and it was and the next thing the everybody on the plane is panicking uh, they're screaming the cabin staff look like white as ghosts and there's, there's, there's chaos going on and, and I assume that everybody thought including myself that one of the engines, the engines had gone and I'm sat there waiting for this plane just to drop into the, to the Irish Sea is it the Irish Sea? I think it is Irish Sea so I start saying the Lord's Prayer I just started saying the Lord's Prayer and you know something in that split second there was no fear no fear whatsoever, because this tremendous peace just came. It hit me like a wave. It came and it hit me. And as all this chaos was going on around me, I was saying the Lord's Prayer. And I was ready to go. There was no fear. Because that perfect love casts out all fear. You don't have to be feared of death. You don't have to be feared of anything when you know this peace. So sometimes we get this wave of peace and it comes when the grace of God comes and you need it just at that moment in time. Two more keys. I'm not going to hark on about these too much. Two more keys I want to give you. And another old hymn. And actually these two keys are in this hymn. And some of you will be able to, to guess it. 
So the first key, be born again. Be born again. That's the most important key. Because outside of being born again, you will not find peace in your life. You might find some temporary peace. You might find some temporary relief. But it won't be sufficient for you. And it will not get you to heaven. The second, two, 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 second and third keys come in this song. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Does everybody remember that song? Trust is your first one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Are you leaning on your own understanding this morning? Are you trying to work out that situation on your own? Are you trying to work out that situation with other people? Now look, I'm not saying that you shouldn't seek wisdom and counsel outside. But the reality is, the one with the perfect answer is always Jesus Christ. And as we've said very many times before, if you don't ask him, you're not going to get an answer. How many times do we shy away from asking Jesus? Because the devil has put it in our minds that we can do it. We are great. But actually, whatever gift you've got has always come from God in the first place. Wow. I'd be a millionaire the amount of times that I thought I could do things on my own strength. It never works. Never ever works. So trust, trust. We, have our, we put, place our trust in so many things, don't we, in this world? It might be that we place our trust in our children. It might be we place our trust in our spouses, our work, our social life, our finances. There are many things that we seem to place our trust in. And yet, I don't know about you, but whenever I've placed my trust, especially in people, especially in people, you get let down. Now, you not, might not like hearing that. You might say, but Tony, surely these people are my friends. These people are my family. These people are who God wants me to interact with. These people are the people that God wants me to grow with and to learn something from and to get wisdom from, etc., etc. Of course it is. I'm not advocating that we do not have friends and we do not have people in our world who can build us and help us in this journey that we're on to eternity. I'm not advocating that we don't do that at all. What I am saying is that even amongst Christians in my life, people have let me down. And that's when you get hurt. And what happens then is you don't go to anybody then. You end up staying on your own because you can't trust people because of that one person who's let you down, who you thought was your friend and has let you down. You stay to yourself then because you can't trust anybody else and you don't want to let yourself go to anybody else.
my encouragement to you this morning is be with those people who you can trust. But those people that you can't trust, don't be with them. But if we place our trust wholly in God, He's our friend. He's our friend. And how about obedience? How about obedience? Here's something for you. How many more people would be in this church this morning? If they'd have been obedient to God. Think about that. How many more people are in other churches this morning who should be in this church this morning because they should have been obedient to God? Oh, think about that. Obedience to God is key. Doing what he says is key. Obeying his words and his commands, and they're not burdensome. Who says? God says. It's in the Bible. They're not burdensome. But hey, because we find things in life and in our world that we don't like, things in our world that, that we don't agree with, you know, when we get to heaven, there'll be no church hopping. Think about that one. I'm not being judgmental here. I'm trying to encourage you folks. But if we're obedient to God and do his will, he sends us where he wants us to go. He might want us to go. I, might be in, I think I'm in the right place. I'm sure I'm in the right place. In fact, I'm sure I heard the word of God when I came to Hope Church. I'm sure I did. But prior to coming to Hope Church, I didn't. I just went with the flow. I just went where it seemed good. I just went where I thought the worship was great and the word was good. God sends people and he wants you to be where you should be. He wants you to be in a home where he wants you to be in a home. And so you may ask, and people have asked me, Tony, can you lose your peace? Is it possible to lose your peace? Well, my answer is simply yes. I believe that when Jesus comes in and makes his home in you, that all those fruits of the Spirit are there and they never go away. It's just that sometimes we don't allow them to work in us. There's another song, another hymn, old hymn that we used to sing. What a friend we have in Jesus. And there's a line in that which says, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Now, I don't want to go too much into that because I'm 
kind of hedging into fat ones for tonight. But if you want to choose a, a, a life which you want to choose, you will end up losing peace. If you want to live a sinful life, a life which is willfully sinful against the will and the purpose and the destiny that God has for you, yes, you will lose your peace. You know, the devil knows my weakness. He also knows your weakness. He knows it and he attacks it. He attacks your weakness and he attacks my weakness. But actually, aren't you overcomers? Have you not been given the authority and the power and the wisdom and the might and the words to overcome the devil's schemes and fiery darts against, against you? The Holy Spirit is there for many reasons. And one of the reasons it's there is to help you in the battle. Because the battle can get fierce. The battle can get weary. But Jesus said to his disciples, or Peter said to the disciples, Lord, where will we go? You have the words of eternal life. You are Jesus Christ the Lord. Jesus has the words of eternal life. He alone is Jesus Christ the Lord. And finally, if the band wants to wake them up, hey, look, 11.40. If you've never been here before, don't expect this every week. We don't normally finish this early. My dad always taught me one thing, didn't he, Sophie? Get on and get off. <laughs> it's true. Psalm 85. Verse 8, Psalm 85, verse 8. I will listen to what God the Lord says. I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants. But let them not turn to folly. Are you getting that? He promises peace to you and I. But he warns us, don't return to folly. Don't return to what you once were. And here's Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast. 
because they trust in you. You will keep in perfect peace those who trust in you. I want to ask you a question this morning. And I want you to answer, not me, but I want you to answer God. And I want you to be honest with him. And I want us to have a time of response. My first question. Are you at peace? Have you made your peace? With higher. Every time I preach, you shout higher to me. And this time I'm going to say the same thing I said last time. Lower. Have you made your peace with God? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Saviour? Do you know that peace is an anchor for your soul, which in any circumstance that may come from this day onwards means that you will be able to deal with it in a God fashion and a God way, not in your own way? Have you made peace with Jesus? The second question is are you going through something at the moment whereby you just cannot find peace for a certain situation? Is that you this morning? Well, I want us to pray. I want to open up a door for us to pray this morning. Because I don't want you leaving God's sanctuary this morning. Going out of that door vexed disturbed in chaos I want you leaving this place this morning in joy in love in freedom in peace and so the band are just going to play and if that's you this morning if you need peace like you to come just down to the front nobody's watching we're going to close our eyes come down to the front I'm going to get Jeff and Fatmon to pray with you and Pastor Tina I'm going to get them to pray with you and you're going to receive your peace this morning but it's your choice it's your choice you can stay in your seats and go out of this building go back into that that world of carnage and turmoil but you don't have to brothers and sisters and I want to give you the opportunity this morning to receive peace peace I leave with you peace I give you I don't give as the world gives I give something completely different which is permanent 